Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone and welcome to The The Big Big Ones! Ones. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And guess what? It's mailbag episode time. So we don't even do the rest of the intro? Oh my god, I forgot about that. I know, that's Because crazy. sometimes when we get a little... Um, I can't do this with headphones on. Okay, we don't have to. Um, sometimes I just get a little... Oh, I gotta turn off their fridge, too. You're kind of uh, confused. You're thinking this is a Patreon episode. Yes, I am. Because it's just low-key like that. But I think sometimes people like to get behind the curtain. This is definitely a peek behind the curtain, that's for sure. <laughs> Actually, maybe we should do a little live stream of this really do you think for who would like to see that i don't i mean i think it's gonna be sad when like two people watch it and plus then it's gonna take away from the actual episode that's true i'll just forget it hi everyone and welcome to the, the big, big ones. ones each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain busting moral choices the problems can be complicated to discuss but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep 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 with inside yourself well Will you, you like, like what, what you see mailbag uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i have to tell you my gps because i have apple carplay now uh-huh. so anytime i get a text from you it will read it out loud to yeah. me but it calls you maria blasuxi that's yeah that's a that's a common uh thing that siri will do isn't that something i've been getting a lot of messages from siri from you oh like when you text me it'll go from siri are you kidding no that's why the other day i said all right siri chill out oh i didn't know what you were talking about yeah it was because siri's been infiltrating wow so you guys, we wanted to take an episode. We've been getting so many cool emails from you guys. And we just we we haven't found the time during our regular episodes to answer them. So we thought, hey, let's get it on, baby. Let's do another mailbag. So here we are in the mailbag. Do you want to open the email on your phone too? Yeah. So I that we- my laptop oh well. Well. Let me do this so I can look. Do you, let's see here. Okay, maybe I'll read. So I'm going to go to the Dear Big Ones. And as you'll see, and we also have a couple voicemails. That's so wonderful. And the voicemails are really dynamic. Do you want, uh, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's play a voicemail first. Yes, please. Hey, the Big Ones. Uh, my name is John Henderson. I'm a fan. I've heard every episode. The uh, Godzilla episode was fine. Um, this is my big one right now. It's my daughter's ninth birthday party today. We're about an hour away from guests coming in. Uh, and 10 kids coming. Um, uh, we've got, you know, 
games and cake and everything. We got enough supplies for 10 kids. But my wife just got a text from a parent saying, you know, hey, Ashley's sister wants to come. Would that be okay? Now, I asked my daughter, do you know Ashley's little sister? She says, I, I don't know her. Uh, in fact, it's not her little sister. It's her older sister. Uh, she's 12. Uh, my daughter's turning nine. I don't think we should let her come. But my wife's like, well, you know, social pressure and things. You should ask that podcast. So that's why I'm calling. What do you think? Uh, thank This was this was left on February first, so okay, it's, it's coming gone. Past. But yes, but wow, that your wow. wife well, is a smart woman. We got to start doing the voicemails. We should prioritize the voicemails to incentivize people. He's still on there beeping away. What is what is? Okay. Um, we should prioritize the voicemails and use them as our dear big ones because they're so fun, and I want to yeah. incentivize people to leave voicemails instead of emails. And again, our number is. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Six zero six. No. Oh no, uh, it's okay. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Okay. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Okay. So what do you think here? So there's a there's a there's a nine year old's nine nine-year-old's birthday they've got 10 kids coming everything's set out for 10 kids and all of a sudden ashley's big sister 12 year old sabrina wants to come wants to come uh crash the party what do you do it's tough because it's an intimate affair it's not a free-for-all the whole class wasn't invited let's just put it that way no unless it's some sort of like montessori type school right or a homeschool situation Mm mm-hmm but to be to be fair, a twelve year old kind of uh, when a twelve year old is around a bunch of nine year olds, they become the big mama. They become babysitter. Yeah, and I'm, I I doubt that the nine year olds could really be themselves around her unless she was kind of sitting with the parents. You think so? So you think it might change the energetics of the party? I think. Um, this isn't to say to not allow her. I'm just saying the dynamic of the party would be changed. You don't think maybe that she could step in and act as sort of the lead, like the babysitter at the party so the parents could maybe check out a little bit? Like, Sabrina, would you cut the cake for the kids? Yeah, the parents go have, you know, a mocktail on the deck. Well, maybe a cocktail. Maybe a cocktail, depending on, you know, what your beliefs are. I mean, I don't know. You know, 12 is almost a teenager. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised she wants to come. I'm actually thinking this is more coming from the parents and they're wanting to ditch both kids so they can go, you know, to Home Depot and run some errands. Yeah, that... (laughs) Don't you think? (laughs) I mean, it's odd what people want to get away with. You know what I mean? They might think, oh, this is not a big deal. Maybe to them, a kid's birthday party is just you throw out some pizza you know, you you stick up a pin the tail on the donkey and let the kids run wild. But you are obviously having a more curated event. That being said, as someone who does entertain mm-hmm. and has been in this situation, 
I think the gracious thing to do um, is after asking your daughter if she minds, because it's her birthday, mm-hmm. um, just making room, the more the merrier mentality to me is is actually becomes the easier mentality because the stress of having to tell someone no, unless it's a wedding yeah, is or a dinner where you only have, I guess it's similar to a dinner though, where you have reservations. Well, they only had 10 plates, he said. They only had 10 pieces of pizza. I mean, what do you do? Honestly, this is one of the harder ones we've ever had to answer because, because it's the little girl's birthday party. And I get it. It's just a birthday party. But even when he was like, do you know her? The daughter was like, no, I don't know her. And she's older than us. Yeah. Older kids are scary to younger kids. Right. They can either like be people you look up to or they can be kind of like, like, you know, that one kid that always stands at the edge of the party being like the older kid that's just kind of like, oh, what are they doing? Yeah. That would that would have been who I'm calling Sabrina. But I don't know. But but the thing is, it's like, yeah, the more the merrier. Everyone should be able to come. But they're between a rock and a hard place. They just would have had. I mean, please tell us what you did, John. But I would just have to let her come. I think I, I would, too. Unless there was truly not enough food. But I I think that's poor party planning if you literally only have 10 plates and 10 pieces of pizza because you also always have to anticipate with this kind of stuff that a a cousin's gonna come you never you never know when someone's going to bring a rogue cousin always is in town oh yeah this is just sabrina she's in town for the week her parents you know had to go to a retreat and I think the chances are Sabrina comes to the party and it's absolutely no problem. Yeah. And she's she, lovely. She has fun. Everyone still enjoys themselves. I think that's the most likely outcome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the worst of Sabrina, but really she could just the fact that she's even interested in coming to a nine year old's party means that, you know, she's open to experiences and she can talk to them, give them advice, be mm-hmm. a mentor of sorts. But uh, it's crazy. It was an hour before the guests arrived. I mean, these people just aren't taking your your party very seriously. I wonder, could you tell us what the theme was? Yeah. Let us know what you did. Again, call us back at 626-604-6262. All right. Well, yeah, let us know. Give us an update on that. Yeah, I think with parties, it's just the best. The default is the more the merrier. Exceptions being formal, more formal events or like, a you know, and also for people, I don't know, would you ever ask to bring someone to a party? I've had people do that for some of our stuff, like pe- they have friends in town and it just yeah, depends what type of event different. it if is. If it's a get together, then I would have no problem being like, hey, this person's like visiting or, you know, I wouldn't be like, hey, can I invite so-and-so? I wouldn't right. do that. But if it was like something where... It was like I was supposed to be hanging out with that person. I would be like, but if it was a formal party for kids, I don't know. A formal party for kids? Well, all, party, all the parties I'm going to throw for my children will be formal. Will be black tie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, another exception to the, my more the merrier mentality is if it's a dinner party. Because then people are sort of... Well, then you've got to split a chicken breast. Right. Into, and whose chicken breast are you splitting? 
yours. Exactly. Because that's what used to happen as a kid. Um, my friend Elisa would always stay for dinner unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And my family was totally fine with it. But we would literally sit in the same chair and <laughs> eat off the same plate. Why wouldn't you get one more chair? <laughs> we just wouldn't. We, we were always on each other's laps. We'd share a chair and just, yeah, split my dinner. <laughs> we would do that in computer class too at St. Joseph's. We would sit we would take the computer class sitting in the same chair at the same computer. That's and no one said anything. Well, then we started getting in big trouble. Mm. And we had to sit far apart from each other. Man, oh man. How scary. Okay, here's another voice mail. You ready? Yeah. Hi, big ones. Um, I have a question. It's sort of a little big one that comes from uh, a friend of mine who was asking for advice on this just the other day. So um, they dated this person who turned out to be like a really huge piece of shit. Um, and we were kind of part of this like smaller, like gay community. There's not too many people, but it's, you know, big enough, whatever. Um, anyway, so this person broke up with this person, but then this other person is kind of going around and just generally being a piece of shit to other people. So the question that, that my friend had was, is it his responsibility to sort of intercept that situation and let other people know, hey, watch out for this guy, he's a piece of shit, or is that kind of petty? Is he gonna, you know, he's kind of worried of like coming off like he's, um, like he's, you know, just like the jilted ex or whatever. But I told him, I think just say, hey, this is my experience, uh, take with it what you will but what do you think thanks bye this is a tricky one too i think okay it's all to me it's always about i think it's important to let people make their own decisions about other people and not expect anyone to just take you at your word Mm -hmm. but that being said I think if it's coming from a good place and you're not trying to sort of manipulate anyone, it's absolutely okay to share your own experiences with someone, but maybe not unless you're asked or it kind of comes up organically. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it does make you the bad guy that you're going around and sort of defacing someone. Unless whatever you mean by piece of shit, we're not exactly sure. Unless it's something bad or really sort of toxic that's the thing it depends how bad this person is like if they're just like ugh, like that kind of bad where it's like oh what a dick but then if it's like someone that's like actually going around like hurting people in a toxic traumatic way then yeah i'd warn friends of yours and stuff like hey don't get involved don't get involved in this or not even that, but just being like, hey, I just want, you know, I dated him. This is my experience. You may have a completely different experience, but I just want to give you a heads up. I think that's nice. And that truly sounds like it would be coming from a good place. It doesn't involve any sort of ultimatum of, you know, if you're around that person, then I can't be around right. you. But you also have to give people a chance to, you know, redeem themselves. And so you don't want to be putting out this negative this negative kind of um, cloud around this person where then they are just known as the, and they, and then they can never change because they're just known as like the shitty guy. 
I've ha- have you had this experience before where someone kind of warns you? I've had this mostly women doing it about other women. Yeah. I've had that where a friend of mine would say, oh, this girl, you know, watch out for her. She's just like kind of wacky or she she did this to me. So watch out. And then. Uh, yeah, but they're usually right. Really, I haven't. Well, I just don't make any new friends, so I never That's get true. to the place where I would learn that about someone. I'm always keeping everyone new girlfriends at arm's length. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why that happens. I haven't had an experience where I've gotten like hot and heavy with a new friend and probably what? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Have you had an experience where the person ended up being right and you had to like cut them out of your life? Well, no, no, I didn't even have to cut them out of my life, but it's just like. No, I mean, I haven't had that. I haven't had that really but I'm just saying like when people that you trust in your life have a feeling about someone or know something about someone then it's like you know it's okay to have a warning from that person because they're only looking out for you I also think as long as you are communicating this to close close friends right you don't be spreading this rumor just the inner circle I wouldn't get yours because that's kind of your business by Mm -hmm. association I wouldn't go out of your way to contact anyone you don't know that well but if it's your really close friends I mean I think they would probably know your opinion on this person anyway and you also have to look at the relationship that they had was this something that they brought out the worst in each other maybe these people and that's what they were they that that's why this person seemed so shitty in your life or were they really doing things that were like that were like overall shitty do you know what i mean because sometimes just people don't mesh that's true and then to warn other people about it it's like well that's not fair because but but if you have evidence that this person is really a manipulative or you know bad news or just bad person then yeah in your inner circle i guess you would you would you know, kind of put, put, you know, that little seed in people's head of like, I think I also whenever I hear, um, I have um, a problem with playing devil's advocate sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so often when if I get a warning like that, a lot of times in my brain, I now know not to say this out loud, but I think, well, it, it probably has something to do with you too. Yeah, that's a lot of the times what I what I think in my brain. Yeah. Um, so I'm not super affected by these sorts of warnings because and also I, I do think I have a decent sense of people's character. Mm-hmm. You do. I think so. And I think you do, too. I mean, we're both air on the side of not trusting people yeah uh i i think i give people the benefit of the doubt a lot of the time but Mm -hmm. then you know the more documentaries i watch and stuff (laughs) the more in like i know reality shows are reality shows but you do kind of realize or like the more i travel and like see people in airports and stuff it's like people are really crazy like like there's a small percentage of people that are like considerate and like level-headed and a lot of people aren't I think that's true. A lot of people don't really have their emotions under control. I mean, I certainly haven't always, but no, I just I think a, a lot of people don't have really like the tools to handle s- stress. Yeah, or they're just very like self, like sometimes I'll be in a room with people and I'm like, who, okay, say there was like lockdown, like say there was a zombie apocalypse outside. 
who in this room would like be the leader who would be like screw it and like you know go crazy you know i try to pick out who's gonna who's gonna be the troublemaker and who's gonna be the leader well that's interesting you bring that up because we just recorded an episode on um of the alarmist yesterday and this is a podcast on erios if you're not listening to it you should be it's i consider it a sister podcast to the big ones it is yeah um and so anyway we talked about the carnival poop cruise the boat that got stranded for mm-hmm. like double the amount of time and all the, there were five bathrooms for 4,000 people. And so people had to poop in bags and the, the apparently urine was seeping down the walls of the cabin. So people, Why? Had to, they had the ocean right there. Well, I don't know if it's not that easy from a huge cruise ship to poop off the side of the ship. Okay. So, and you're not supposed to really pollute the ocean with human waste. Uh-huh. So anyway, it was just this nightmare cruise, this cruise from hell. And we were all talking about what our roles might have been um, as members of the poop cruise. I would have been the one to set the cruise on fire. I know that you really, and can you imagine trying to get answers from the customer service people on the carnival cruise? Like trying to be like, wait, what's happening? And then they would just be like, excuse me, ma'am, you're going to have to go back to your cabin. Information's coming soon. I would have started a revolt. That that would have been a pirate ship by the time I got done with it. Like there would be like people like waving like <laughs> flags made of like, like with like skulls made of human blood and stuff. I think I would have stayed quiet, but the whole time I would be sort of planning what to do when things got really bad. Literally the shit hit the fan. Yeah, because I just know I would be hoarding water. You know, I'd be sneaking out in the middle of the night getting food from the kitchen and hoarding it just in case, you know, things really took a turn and we weren't getting off this boat. That's horrible. That's really, truly horrific. Anyway, that episode comes out, I think, um, th- in a week. So check it out. But I, but I forget why I brought that up. Um, just because I was saying how people would act. Oh, in an emergency. How their character would come out. I know. I think also we have, we have, an, like, okay, not walls, but boundaries up as people mm-hmm. so that we don't necessarily attract a lot of like weird people into our lives that's the craziest thing that like there's people in our lives like ben gray who was on the show yeah he attracts a certain kind of person in his life because it's there's something about him there's an openness there's a kindness there's like a very non-judgmental vibe he gives out that people just that are a little off their rockers kind of gravitate toward and I have something personally where, like, people don't even see me. Like, they don't see me. And that's okay. Maybe you're one of the crazy people who latch on to a Ben Gray. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I am. (laughs) But, like, I just, yeah, I just, like, I shoot down any kind of anything that could possibly make me uncomfortable in any way. I don't even... There's not even an opportunity for someone to make me feel uncomfortable. Right. Because I'm just not. I might as well be a ghost. And do you think that's good or bad? I think it's both. Because I think that um, it pushes everyone away, even the close, the people that are close to me. Mm, that's very interesting. Okay, I have one here. You ready? I'm ready. 
Dear Big Ones, I am a young comedian in Chicago. I was recently offered the opportunity to host my own show at a very popular bar. It is a paid gig that would happen every two weeks and is a very exciting opportunity. Here's the catch. The owner is a nice guy, but one of his major employees posts very anti-Semitic things to Facebook. This disgusts me and puts me in a pickle. Should I throw this opportunity away because this other dude is a bigot? Or am I morally obligated to not help the bartender to get business? Should I go to the owner of the bar and tell him? What if he knows his bartender is racist and doesn't care? Love, a small one. Oh. Well, it depends. It, 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 uh, look. This is if it was the owner of the club, I'd be like, okay, if you don't believe what the owner of this club's beliefs or whatever, then yeah, you don't want to give, you don't want to give them business. But this seems to be an employee of the club, right? And you know, but well, like, who just boldly posts anti-Semitic things to Facebook? Yeah, I, mean, I know that people do, but and this guy's working in a comedy club. I think you're right that he's not like he's not owning the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably maybe worth a conversation with the owner. Yeah, but do you want to get on this guy's bad side? Yeah, and also, do you want to take this on? I mean, are we just being babies to think that you shouldn't be fighting the sort of injustice? It's like, but also, who cares that this idiot is posting on Twitter? That's the thing. It's like, it's like it would be one thing if it was like the club owner, because, but it's like there's this employee there. You could tell the people that come, like, hey, don't give the, like, come to my show, but this guy's a jackass, so don't do business with the bartender. The other thing is, is there's racist jackasses everywhere you, you go. You don't even know. And you don't even know. Um, so I don't know. I mean, to me, this is rides that line of it's not like you're putting money straight into this guy's pockets. It's not like you're, yeah. you know, he's he's an individual. It's not this bar is not discriminating exactly. against people. They're just employing someone with what sounds to be a really disgusting social media presence. But you have to decide, you know, it's not your club. So, you know, I don't think there's any, you know, you are just performing there so you could tell the owner but then again it's like you know it's the owner's choice at the end you have to just decide do i want to perform at a club that that employs people that are this blatantly obvious with their beliefs or you know is it like if you if that's like a hard stance you take then you need to know that that's like what you stand for and then go find clubs that clubs that that don't employ racists and again i don't know how you're ever gonna know for sure exactly exactly i mean if it was like blatantly like a kkk member or something like that i'd be like yeah no 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 no. like don't perform there that's crazy but (sighs) could we see the tweets yeah i would like or yeah i would like to see that because (sighs) they sound like they're bad but what kind of i mean maybe this guy's just a racist psycho yeah in which case i mean but if he's that racist psycho-ish isn't there like isn't that hate speech like isn't that so what could 
go wrong with him trying to talk to the owner about this employee saying, I want to take you up on this, but have you seen your bartender's Twitter feed? I guess there's nothing wrong. I guess the part there's part of me that just goes like, well, is it their place to even... You know, they're a guest in the club, basically. Yeah, but every anytime you see anyone doing that shit, That's you got to call it out. That's true. And it's, yeah, you can't check everyone's Twitter feed or their, listen to their private conversations. But when you know for a fact someone's yeah. posting what, according to him, are they making him sick to his stomach? They got to be pretty bad. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, to me, if it really bothers you... It would be cool to address it if you're brave yeah. enough. I don't know that I would be. You but go and you turn your chair backwards. You go, let me, can I level with you? Yeah. Please. And you just put your, you, you tip your shades and you go, it's not cool to discriminate. And you know what? I bet the bartender, I mean, the owner is going to say, they're jokes. Yeah. This is a comedy yeah. club. He's joking. Yeah. What? Have you lost your funny bone? Let me help you find it. The other reason why I think it might be like worth a conversation, you're not demanding action. You're mm-hmm. just investigating. So you also can suss out if this owner of this club really is a good dude or not. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, in the industry that you're in, comedy, performing, you know, you are at the, 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 what do you call it? The whim. The mercy. The right? mercy at, of people who might not be the best people all the time. And they have power over you in that they own the clubs and they own the studios and they own the networks, you know? Yeah. And you're going to be around people who you don't agree with and who are maybe horrible people. And, you know, it's very good to know what your beliefs are and to stand up for that. Um, but you should draw a line of like, okay, what will I not, what what will I not be okay with? Yeah, like, are you gonna perform at a club that would host Louis C.K.? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, are you? I can neither confirm nor deny. <sighs> But I, to be honest, if it really bothers you and if the tweets are, are bad, I, I think you can just casually ask the owner about it and suss out the vibe. That's crazy that it would be that like blatant. Like someone even, would be like with their face, like no, it wouldn't even be an anonymous account. Like someone would be like, no. People do it all the time. That's crazy. People do it all the time. There's no shame. People are shameless. I know. It's just, it really is insane. He probably does think he's being funny. That's the sickest part. He's a bartender at a comedy club. Yeah. He right? thinks he's funny. He thinks that he probably wants to be a comedian. Mm. We'll leave the comedy to the jokesters. That's right. Leave the, <laughs> leave the racism to the bartenders. <laughs> All right. This is uh, another Dear Big One. Dear Big Ones, thanks for helping me with my cousin a few months back. I swear I can solve most of my own problems, but I have a new moral dilemma that I could use help with. I don't remember what the cousin one was, but I'm glad we could help. I've lived with my current roommate for two and a half years, and we used to be very close. The last 10 months, she's been really moody and withdrawn. Mm -mm, Time of the month again. (laughs) For the last 10 months. Yes. When I try to talk to her, she's evasive. Lots of fines. And things are okay. 
and so on. She and her boyfriend have been going through some stuff for a while now, and I'm almost certain this is the root of things. I'm pretty biased, and she's my friend, and I've always thought he was kind of a scumbag. But basically, she wants their relationship to advance, and he says he does. But we've moved three times in the time we've been roommates, and he's refused to move in with us or move into a separate place with her. Today, I got home, and the door was closed. But I could hear her on the phone giving him an ultimatum of some sort. Mm. I immediately went to the kitchen where I could hear the rest of the conversation <laughs> because I'm no e- where where I couldn't hear the rest of the conversation because I'm no eavesdropper. Mm, oh my god, I, that's crazy. Me. So I my ear would have been up to that wall. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what the ultimatum was. And now hours later, even as I'm typing this from my bed, he's come over and I can hear them talking in the next room over. I'm pretty sure I heard her sobbing, so I don't think it's going well. What's my moral responsibility here? I would like to tell her that her boyfriend can fuck right off into the sun, but it's her life, not mine. And given how withdrawn she's been lately, I don't think she'll listen to me anyway. And this just might make things worse. Any advice is appreciated. Well, I think this is a time not to give advice to your roommate, but Mm -hmm. to just be a sympathetic shoulder. And when the time comes when she asks you for your advice or it organically happens, you can voice your opinion and say, yeah. I haven't seen you happy. You haven't been yourself. And, you know, and whatever breakup advice you want to give, yeah. she's going to do what she's going to do. But Yeah, you can't look if it's been going on for this long and it's on off, on off, hot, cold, hot, cold. The only thing that you can do is remove yourself from the situation if you can't deal with it. And do not have this guy move in with you guys. Yeah, that's going to be just a nightmare. You're going to hate your life. But you can totally still be friends with her and just like, but it's if it's, you know, you can't control the situation. This is completely out of your control. The only thing you can control is you living in within the walls of this relationship, this this and you're in the middle of it so you can remove yourself and that's all you can do yeah and i say if you want to be a good friend you just have to be there for your friend without judgment mm-hmm. um and it sucks because it, yeah it's affecting your life as well because you have to deal with this person your friend and your roommate right but you know people are going to do what they're going to do relationships are messy it sounds like it's not going well she should probably just get out of it mm-hmm. wouldn't that be nice for everyone if she did yeah, but it's up to her. It's up to her. But yeah. I, that's something I I'm bad at. But I'm trying to do more. Is when someone's upset, you don't go straight to giving them advice. You can just sort of say, "I'm sorry, this is sucks." Yeah, I'm here for you. What what can I do? Right. And even when people want your advice, they don't really. I know. I know. They just want to be told that they're, everything's going to be okay. Right. And that's fine. And you can do that. And then maybe there's a way you can kind of slip in some advice. Mm-hmm. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Um, 
Uh, I sent you a follow-up, Amanda. We got a follow-up. We did? Yes, we did. Holy cannoli. Yes, I'm glad we got a follow-up on this. So this is um, stolen Wi-Fi and tiny towels. We all remember this, so right? So who was on the show? Who, who, did, who did we do that It was a with? guy, right? I feel like it was a guy. Was it Ben Ack? Yes, it was. It was Ben Acker was the guest on the show that day. Remember, this was a person whose friend or sister was staying with them and she steals her Wi-Fi and refused to get her sister and wouldn't give her sister the password. And she also refused to get her sister a a large towel because she (laughs) only um, dries herself with tiny towels. Yes. Amanda and Maria. Oh, man, you guys sold me down the river on that answer. (laughs) To be fair, though, you're probably right about the towel thing. I am being a baby about not wanting to do laundry. And to be honest, various gentlemen callers who I've had to my place seem fairly weirded out by it, too. (laughs) To answer your question, I am 23 and not financially independent at all. That's 23. So young. Since I'm still in school, studying to be a mortician, uh, hopefully getting my license by next January. Incredible. I live in a studio apartment without much storage. Just another reason I love my tiny towels. But you guys are right. I'm going to buy a couple of standard size towels this weekend to keep around for guests now the wi-fi thing i'm not sure i'm ready to give up my freebie on that one yet neither me nor my sister are very techie i don't even have tv at my place i use the wi-fi mainly for school and listening to podcasts and it honestly doesn't seem worth it for me to pay for my own i would probably just end up going to coffee shops and using their Wi-Fi before I got my own. The whole thing started because my sister wanted to download a podcast before going on a run in a canyon nearby where there was no service. Careful. Not not for work or anything important. People will pay good money to go on a tech-free retreat. I say she should just think of coming to my place like a getaway from the hustle and bustle of her normal life. Oh, God. Just for some context, too, me and my sister are super close, and honestly, I don't think there's anything I could do which would make her not want to come stay with me. She just likes being judgy about people's lifestyles. She looks through my pantry every time she comes over and admonishes me for not having proper cooking supplies. I'm no five-star chef. My kitchen is just fine. As much as she complains about how I live, she thinks it's funny. She calls it my bachelor lifestyle. She also acknowledges that she can be high-maintenance, so all's well that ends well. Thanks for the advice. I loved hearing my big one on the show. I will email you more when they come up. Well, you sound like a very spirited person. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And you know, I, I'll have you know, I was most on your side out of the three of us. Ben was Ben was aggressively against the no towel. Was it Ben? I don't know. Yes, if it, was it was. Ben. It was Ben Actor. He was. I don't know if it was. I'm positive it was. He was. He couldn't believe his ears. He couldn't believe his ears. Well, anyway. I think getting the full-size towels are an amazing start. You're dipping your toe into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing you're becoming a mortician. That is so That's cool. cool. That's super cool. Should have hired her for your wedding. <laughs> Do my makeup? Yeah, for your photos. I did need a little more coverage. No, I'm just kidding. My makeup was great. <laughs> I, I would, you know, I still agree with your sister that you should if you're going to steal wi-fi you uh, when you have your sister stay with you sh- you need to give her the pass the yeah. password yeah i still agree think yeah, that's true I agree. uh here's another follow-up hi big ones today i was listening to the new episode with maria's grandma and aunt and my jaw dropped to the floor when you started reading my dear big ones from a couple months ago about not <laughs> being a fan of my friend's boyfriend since then i've actually become much closer with the girl and have had a lot more one-on-one time with her we are still close friends and at this very moment she is texting me that she thinks they are breaking up mm-hmm. 
It's complicated since they still live together, so I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I thought this was a wild coincidence. I appreciated all of your input. I'm glad that I pushed through and became closer friends with her, and I'm now helping her through this potential breakup. I just wanted to be supportive of whatever she thinks is best, but I think she's starting to see it might not be might not be meant to be well that's good you know you let her have her space and she came around to her own decision i hope the breakup sticks yeah i sent you one amanda oh thank you and thanks for writing in thanks for listening maria do you have to say thank you yes oh (laughs) thank you thank you thank you (laughs) okay um update hi amanda and maria i wanted to update you on my social anxiety I had planned to go to some meetups I found on the meetup app. However, my 2020 has started out rocky. In just the first few weeks, I've had to deal with many things from finding a lizard in my sink to a legit fraud alert on my debit card to my car getting flooded. My car trouble has impeded the meetup plans, but I've still resolved to go to them. On a better note, my company hosted a social gathering for local businesses tonight. So this was someone who wrote in and had... And didn't, and was, and, and some, they, they had social anxiety about going out and meeting people. Right, that's right. And they were kind of canceling plans last mm-hmm. minute, I think. Okay, so on a better note, my company hosted a social gathering for local businesses tonight. I was dreading it because as employees, we were expected to go. After we had set up, my boss told me that I wasn't allowed to hide in the coat room, even though my nerves were shooting through the roof. Soon after it started, I grabbed a hard cider, sat down at a table with some coworkers and a few people I didn't know, and my nerves eventually chilled out. Halfway through the night, I went to the bathroom, and as I was in there, I gave myself a hug and told Aww, myself that I was doing a that's good what job. You said to do. And actually, I still do this all the time, and this was validated um, to me by some sort of psychologist on a podcast I was listening to. I don't remember who or what podcast, but someone was like, "This is a very powerful tool yeah, to give yourself some like self love." Halfway through the night, I went to the bathroom, and as I was in there, I gave myself a hug. The rest of the night went well, and I uh, felt really good about it. Thanks for your help. Um, Well, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's great, and I'm proud of you. So here's another part to the email, which is a story. They title it Story. (laughs) Also, I wanted to share a story that the gift card dilemma reminded me of. Okay, so this is, if you guys remember... Very controversial. Very controversial, Dear Big Ones, where someone wrote in saying they had basically stolen a $400 gift card and and saw the person looking for it and and didn't give it back and then they used it to go to Disneyland they used it to return to buy return and get the money to go yeah. to Disneyland and I wonder if that person, we haven't gotten an update from them, so I wonder if they unsubscribed. I'm wondering if we did. Oh, f- please dig that out. Okay, so also I wanted to share a story um, that the gift card dilemma reminded me of. When I got out of college, I worked as an usher in a movie theater. I really enjoyed helping people find things they left in the theater, but I also found a lot of coins on the ground. I kept those because very rarely would anyone come in and ask about a quarter. However, if they did, I would certainly have given them it. One night, I was walking through the hall and saw what looked like some loose money on the ground. A hundred dollar bill. As I walked closer to it, I mulled over in my mind what to do. It would have helped me out so much, but I also knew if someone came asking for it, I would give it to them. I reached down and picked it up to find that it was a Christian track. A what? A Christian tract made to look like a folded $100 bill. 
I actually found it online and attached it. The question is, does the person who put me through such hope and devastation owe me $100? I feel like they might. Oh, it was a Christian trap. I think it was a typo. So this is, oh my gosh, this is so funny. So it looks like a $100 bill, but it's actually like when you open it up, when you unfold Uh it, there's a little text box that says, again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Invest in Jesus Christ. He will never forsake you. Okay. Wow. Wow. That is rude. That's crazy. I used to glue quarters to the sidewalk and watch from behind a bush as my neighbors <laughs> walked by and tried to pick up the cord- quarters. That's funny. Yeah, no, I don't think they owe you money, but I think that's kind of a that's kind of a snaky a, a snaky move. It really is. It's something Johnny would do. It is something Johnny would do, but it would just be a social media handles on the on the $100 <laughs> bill. So what is this one you just sent me? Is this another one? That's another one. I'll read one and then and then okay. and then um Okay, so this is um, this is a follow up. This is from um, this is from one of our listeners. Cracking up listening to your Back to the Future episode with Paul F. Tompkins. Not really a quandary, more of an observation. When my mom was in her forties, she married a man whose wife had recently died from breast cancer. I haven't seen any of the "Oh, I love you more than her." I'm sure that might happen if you're, you've got a needy new partner, but my mom always respects the relationship that they had and they both hold her in high regard and keep her memory alive for my stepdad's grown children. The thing I've noticed is that by keeping the memory of my stepdad's wife alive, it makes it so that he appreciates my mom even more because he knows how fleeting life is. Mm. Love the show. Keep it up. Next time I'll have a moral quandary. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, that's really cool. I like that. I do too. It's very like a mature way to live in that situation. Yeah. Okay, here we go. In response to the January 7th episode, I think it's a bummer if you guys feel any pressure to change up your process. It's so good. Where are the hundreds of thousands of listeners and what are they doing? The episodes are hilarious, guests are exciting, and the Patreon editions are chill as all get out. I upped to a $10 donation a while back and I really wish I could do more. And yeah, I'm so going to double that for a few months starting now. Not sure if you two will see this, but what if you were to maybe do a round of guesting on other podcasts? I think that's how I became hooked on you in the first place from Spontanea Nation. It's sad to see your work it work you it's sad to see you work your asses off and not get the recognition you want and deserve. I'd like to say more about why I love the big ones, but I think other listener emails have already nailed it. So here's just a small reason for me personally. Five years ago I worked in a kitchen at a retirement home and I simply love the social di- dynamic between all of us that worked there. I've truly missed it ever since. Since you guys share that same dynamic and sense of humor to a T and it really brings me back back. It's just another beautiful thing to look forward to each week in this new settled life that I have with a fiance, a house, and a little kid on the way. Thank you so much, Maria and Amanda. Brandon, you can use my name. Oh, that's (laughs) nice. Nothing to hide there. (laughs) Yeah, he's on the up and up. (laughs) A fiance, a house. (laughs) Well, Brandon, thank you. That's so nice. That's really nice. I mean, yeah, we should do some rounds on other podcasts. Give us some suggestions, you yeah. guys. If you, um, it also really helps because we don't know everyone. If you tweet at people and you know to 
of suggestions for podcasts we could maybe be on. Yeah. I know we wanted to try to get on the Doughboys. Yeah, I e- emailed them, but I don't know if they saw it. But I would, you know, love to. We're, we're open. We're av- open and available. Um, but that being said, like, it's not. We, we do okay as far as listeners. Yeah, we love the listeners we have. Isn't that enough? Well, no. it would be nice to have more. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I've got one here. Dear big ones, this quandary relates more to you than it does to me. I've been wondering whether or not to inform a podcast guest that they've already shared a story on a podcast by interrupting or if you let them tell it a second time. What are the differences between passive and aggressive approach? Well, we edit our podcasts, so I think, well, with each other, we would just sort of say you've told this story a million but times also like if someone was t- sometimes i think we tell stories that maybe we don't remember that we've said and yeah that's, but if we were listening to someone tell a story or you were telling a story i would say oh we've already done this and sometimes we do that and we leave it in sometimes we do it and we take it out and sometimes we just don't know that we've said it before right i guess if you catch it and this is a gu- it's tricky because it's a guest on your podcast. They're telling the same story. But I would let them know. I'd say, I oh, think so too. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I think you would just politely say, you've told the story before on the podcast. Because yeah. the guest doesn't want to retell the same story twice. No. Some people do. Some people are just sort of narcissistic storytellers and they tell it over and over again. Yeah, like you with your boa constrictor or whatever. <laughs> well, that's just something people, everyone loves it so much. <laughs> Dear Big Ones, I work as a probation parole officer and recently had a situation occur that I would love your input on. I supervise offenders who've committed various drug or assault-related crimes and are now being released from jail or prison to finish their sentences in the community. One of these individuals, Sam, this is an alias, is a 69-year-old woman who spent, who went to jail for assault. Sam has had somewhat checked Sam has had a somewhat checkered past, but since her release from jail, she has been very sweet and forthcoming, spends her time singing in her church choir, and has tried to stay in compliance with her supervision. Recently, Sam missed a meeting with me that she is required to attend each month. Failing to make this type of meeting is considered by policy a violation of her supervision, and Sam has already been giving her one free pass for this type of incident. This type of violation constitutes at least one to three days in jail. When I confronted Sam, she admitted to me that she forgot to check a call-in hotline she is supposed to check each night to see if she has a meeting the next day. Sam, a week prior, had been in the hospital for an ongoing illness. Since her discharge from the hospital, has been uh, has been busy with doctor's appointments and picking up her grandchildren from school. I am sympathetic to Sam because of her various circumstances. However, the policies are in place so that each person guilty of a violation are t- treated equally and so our justice system is fair to every individual regardless of their age, gender, race, etc. I personally have upheld the policy against other individuals and have sent them to jail as a result. My question to you is, do you put cuffs on the 68 68- year old lady who made a simple violation or do you let it slide knowing that doing so promotes an unfair and unequal justice system where you pick and choose who gets punished and who doesn't sincere sincerely officer john clowner what a hard situation well and then after we give she or he gives he gives his what he did yes. he says what he did well first it's so hard for me i i could you gotta let her let it slide 
I mean, yeah, I, I, of, this reminds me of the episode with Paul F. Tompkins where we, it was the cheating teacher's ep- pet, teacher's pet, where we discussed, you know, a teacher who had to decide whether to, 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 to come down on to expel someone who had plagiarized but it was his favorite student who had a lot of promise who was also i think not a rich person like the rest of the kids at the school who would really not be able to bounce back from having an expulsion on their record but i think you know there is compassion does do a lot for someone and i think that you can case by case see that this wasn't someone playing the system. It seems like you understood that. And this was an honest mistake. I agree. And the, to me, the medical situation are, are extenuating circumstances that warrant a pass. Mm-hmm. Also, we have rules and the system should be fair to everyone. However, we have human beings implementing rules so that they can use their judgment yeah. because life isn't a computer. Oh, Amanda, well said. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> We're not equipped to answer these questions. Life isn't a computer. It's true. And you do have to use judgment. And if we all just blindly followed the rules without sometimes making exceptions, then we'd all be robots. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So what did he do? So John Clowner, and this is a call out to the Clowner, says, P.S. I didn't arrest her, but let her know I wouldn't look the other way a second time. And I think that's the way that's, you know, some people, if you just let them know that you care about them and that and that you can forgive this one time or you can let it slide this one time, but, you know, you can't do it every time. Sometimes the right thing to do is to be hard on someone so they learn. Sometimes the right thing to do is to give someone a break. But I think, and please update us on if you had to, um, you know. If she's in jail or... Dear Big Ones, this moral quandary happened about a year ago, but it's something that has stuck with me. I was in Lowell, Massachusetts, Lowell, at a professional wrestling show, and during the women's matches, some audience members were shouting very lewd and rude things at the performers. One of the loudmouths was sitting in the row behind me. At one point, he yelled, I think I saw this girl in a Japanese porn. Everyone around me thinks this is hilarious. Gales of stupid laughter. I turned around to dart him a look, and it turns out he's a little old man easily in his 60s i wanted to tell the guy to shut the hell up but with this fellow being but with this fellow being much older and smaller i thought i'd be perceived as a bully not to mention the fact seemingly everyone else around thought he was a real crack up and probably wouldn't be on my side i said nothing so that's my dilemma should i have spoke up against this misogynist this misogynistic possibly racist jerk or was i better off keeping to myself like a coward because the odds may not have been in my favor were i to chastise this man thank you big ones sincerely adam fake last name (laughs) p.s i have been to lots of wrestling shows throughout new england everyone has had some female wrestlers but this was the only show i've ever been to with assholes shouting sexist stuff so this audience didn't reflect the norm p.s P.P.S. You gals are really something special, especially together as a comedy team. Your podcast makes me outright guffaw. Wow. Well, thank you, Adam, Mr. Yeah. Fake Last Name. Um, gosh, you know, I think there's, you know, 
It depends on what your character is, I guess. You know, you know, what what do you are you someone that thinks it's important to call out every, you know, thing that you injustice? Yeah. Or are you someone who goes, well, maybe it's better to pick and choose and see the see the the context of where I am and see maybe. And the other thing is you didn't you don't have to blow up at anyone. You can just turn to them and say, like, I'd appreciate if you wouldn't use those words or whatever. Right. It's tough. I, I understand this sort of age dilemma of mm-hmm. if this had been a peer, yeah. you probably would have locked horns. Maybe your impulse Ooh. would have kicked yeah, you in. Yeah, you would have gone up on the... Yeah, in the wrestling, yeah. in the wrestling, whatever, the stage. Uh, I understand this is what comes into play with parents. Um, when do you... Is Are some people just too far gone? Or mm-hmm. is it okay? Because we have... We are not as much in this country, but hopefully we have this kind of built-in respect for our elders. Mm-hmm. And so you feel a little bit embarrassed to correct someone, even if they're being a total jerk. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the right thing to do if we're in a vacuum is probably to say something. Yeah. And I want to be the type of person to say something... But it is hard when it's someone older. Like I would have, I think I would be comfortable telling a teenager to get off their phone in a movie. But if I looked over and it was, you know, a 65 oh, year I would old, tell them. you would, I know they're always talking on speaker too. like what old people are so bad with technology, oh. not all old people. But I don't know. I mean, I think you shouldn't let this haunt you because you were assessing the situation Mm -hmm. now if you're always a person who doesn't speak up and you want to start you want to be a person who's fighting injustice at every turn or Mm -hmm. maybe just occasionally it's good that you're thinking about it maybe next time you'll say something this is something i want to start getting better at is yelling at people and telling them to knock it off like at the frozen frozen yogurt the frogo place yeah freeze one get one (laughs) no what would happen you went in and you started to cry oh my god that was so rude everyone was cutting me see that and And i stood there and no one looked at me and then that was my karma because one time i did that to a woman when i was a hostess at a restaurant i zoned out and she just sat in that booth i never told a server or anyone she was there and she stormed out crying amanda so it was you it was karma but I didn't mean, I thought someone would see her and I was just in my own world. Well, you never mean to do anything. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish it up with um, with uh, with this one. Okay, so this is from Chris. Dear big ones, here's a little big one for you. The tomato is botanically a fruit because it is produced from the ovary of a flower and contains seeds. However, hey Melissa, Web Melissa, crawlers. we're just finishing up a big one's mailbag. <laughs> I know, no, no lights, but you guys check out Melissa's podcast, um, Web Crawlers. So, uh, however, in 1893, the Supreme Court of the United States declared that the tomato is a vegetable because in common parlance, it is considered a vegetable. Mm. It cannot be both. Someone needs to make a final decision. The big ones must decide. Is it a tomato or fruit? Oh, sorry. Is is the tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Okay. So it is a fruit, but they, the Supreme Court said it was a vegetable. 
because everyone kind of feels like a tomato because people in their minds think fruits are sweet and tomatoes can be sweet when well like a cherry tomato you mean yeah but i think it's because it's got a little more acidity to it yeah people people don't want to and you know i think this is very timely because of you know gender norms and everything like that i see what what you know do we even want to label a tomato well what about an avocado are you are you telling me that's a that's a fruit right well i don't know what do you think because avocado is not sweet uh is avocado supposed to be a fruit i think tomato i think what i've always heard is that if it has a seed it's a fruit avocado is a fruit and you know what? I think this is just something that we've all been conditioned to believe like, oh, if it's a fruit, it's if it's a fruit, it's got to be sweet. Just like, you know, if 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 it's, you know, a girls can't be funny. Right. And boys don't cry. Yeah. And good girls go bad. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's a third category, like a non-binary sort of fruit? vegetable situation and it's it's to make because to okay, think about it tomatoes avocado those are things you put on toast like jam right well fruit jam okay anything <laughs> that you put on toast is a fruit what about well hold on a minute <laughs> banana what, what about what about a Egg. um no what about like um an olive um tapenade but then you put that on a crostini is an olive a fruit Oh, good question. These are the non-binary. These are the non. It's a bitter tasting fruit of the olive tree. It's so non-conforming olive is a fruit. Olives, avocados, tomatoes are non-conforming Forming fruits. Fruits. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> They're non-conforming food items. And I think it's it's the subsection of fruits that you put on toast that you can eat for lunch. <laughs> I think this toast thing is a little... <laughs> think fr- about it, though. These are the only f- fruits you'd put on toast are olives, tomato, no, you'd put avocado. Jams. You'd put strawberry jam. But not. this is not in jam form. Yeah. So I think there needs to be a new category made. Yeah, um, or you just ask your... F- the your avocado or your tomato or your olive before you eat it or use it you go what would you like what, to be, what, what are, are your pronouns, pronouns? <laughs> but this being said i think the supreme court was wrong to make the the tomato of a vegetable because i think people know tomatoes are fruits and they everyone know, loves they just to talk about yeah, it they know they just people don't want to oh hi, hi it's Allie. Allie. come in Allie. the other web crawler is here she's crawling in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're right. wrapping no up. Cares. No one we're cares. wrapping up. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much. This was really. I hope you guys enjoyed our 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 mailbag, mailbag. episode. That was. We got a lot in. I know. I hope we have some left for the next episode. We do. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Oh, uh, you can email us at the Big Ones Podcast at gmail dot com. You can tweet us at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter, and um, you can. You can uh, send us a voicemail at 626-604-6262. No, girl, you messed it up, and then that's what people are going to be calling. Do it again. 
626-604-6262. I think. <laughs> it is, it is. 626-604-6262. There we go. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to The Big, the big Ones. Powered by ACAST. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.